Christ Jesus, we are celebrating today the Word of God. We're looking at John chapter 19, verses 25, 26, and 27. It is finished. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to look at a lot of scriptures today because you know I, 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 I do that, don't I? Amen. Always. There's a lot there to, to understand. It's amazing when I started looking at these three verses. Uh, my gosh, what does that mean? How does that apply to me? What, how, what's going on here? That, I just start, these questions start coming in and start wondering, what's, what's, what does this really mean? So we're going to look at that in verse, uh, oh, I'm talking about, well, I'm, we're in 28, 29, and 30. They already made a mistake. i got so much going on. 28, 29, and 30 in John chapter 19. Uh, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus, knowing that all things were accomplished, he already knew. Everything was completed for the atoning of our sins. He already knew that we were being delivered from sin. We had complete deliverance from sin. How did he know this? Well, that's what I want to share some scriptures with you. I'm going to read uh, three verses. First of all, in First Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 17 and following. We're going to take our time with this. We're not going to rush through. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your way here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. God had a plan before He even created this earth. Already that He would have to send His Son for you and I. He was foreordained. Uh, over into Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. I just like that verse. That's one of my favorite verses. I'm already blessed. Hallelujah. With everything I need. Just as she chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. He chose me and you before He even began all of this. 
to be His, to come into relationship with Him. See, Jesus knew this. Jesus knew all of this. If, if you, uh, and still in the first chapter of Ephesians, verse 7, In Him, in Christ, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. So, one who was foreordained to come for us, one who actually went to the cross for us, completed everything, in Him we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, Galatians chapter 1, verse 4. Speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins, that He might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. According to the will of the Father. See, it wasn't Jesus' idea. <laughs> no, it was the will of the Father that He preordained for us to, to be saved, for us to come into a relationship with Jesus. Jesus, fully knowing this, I mean, He went on the cross now, He said, fully knew this, he knew this from the very beginning. And he was the will of the Father. Now, uh, Galatians 2:20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I, now, which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm dead. Mm -hmm. I, not, not me is living, not Frank that's living, it's Christ living in me. And see, that's, He's redeemed me from my old nature to give me His nature to live in the kingdom of God here on this earth and beyond. So I praise the Lord. Jesus knew the completeness. He knew that everything was complete. He knew it because it was preordained to Him. I can see him there talking with, okay, Father, uh, um, you got this plan here, and you, you had not even created the earth yet. <laughs> you had not even created man yet, and you already got a plan. Uh, uh, yeah, but I see I've laid it out. This is what I would like to take place for the those that I'm going to create. I want them to be mine. And he said, I'm going to eventually have to send you because, you see, they're not going to really listen to me. They're not going to really follow the, the law that I'm going to give them. They're not going to do what I want them to. They may at times, and then they fall away. I want them to know that they have a right relationship with me. That's what the Father would probably say to Jesus. I wasn't there. I don't think I was. But anyway, <laughs> He chose me before all this began. He chose you. And it's the will of the Father that Jesus would come and redeem me from my sins. And so, um, back back there in John, it said, knowing that all things were now accomplished. He had to know the complete plan. Okay? This is what the Father had set out. And this is what I know. It's, it's all done. We've come to... The, the completion of it. Then it uh, that the scripture might be fulfilled said, "I thirst." 
Now tell me, if you've been hanging on the cross and beaten and pierced and bruised and beaten up and everything, <laughs> uh, I think you might be saying, I could still have something to drink here. I thirst. But it was to fulfill the Scripture as recorded in Psalm 22, verse 15. My strength is dried up like a pusherd. And my tongue cleaves to my jaws, and you have brought me into the dust of death. Yeah, they're talking about Jesus. It got to the point that it was just completely dry. Now, I don't know about you, but I uh, somehow I I see Jesus still as a human being, also on the cross. It's flesh, and I, I thirst. But all of this was put prophesied that it would take place. That he, in his human nature, in his humanness, would take on everything. Can, can you imagine the pain of all that? Can you imagine the, just being wiped completely of all energy and all... I, 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 I've got to have something to drink. My flesh would be crying out. And I thirst. I thirst. Well, that's uh, verse 28. <laughs> we got two more verses to go here. <laughs> uh, we got a lot here to do. Now let's look at verse 29 and 30. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. Sour wine was given to him. Okay. Well, let's see what that means. Uh, Song 75, 8. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It, it, it is full of mixture, and he pours out of the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. All the wicked shall drain them. The dread. Uh, everybody uses that word all the time. Well, we dread, you know, dread. It's the most undesirable part of that wine that he would partake. It was designated for the wicked. Designated for the wicked. Let's keep that in mind now. We're going to continue with this as we continue to look at uh, Matthew 26, 42. Now we're on the other side of the room with John. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, your will be done. So it was the will of the Father for him to drink this cup, to drink this sour wine, so to speak, sour wine, to drink it and to take it into himself. Now we're looking at this because I want, I want to understand what this is saying to me, what does this sour wine say to me? I'm going, we're going to look at that. I want you to keep that in mind. But he had to drink it. He had to drink it. Uh, so what I found out is that this sour wine is the raft of God. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's the raft of God to come upon sinners, to come upon the wicked, that we all deserve to drink it ourselves because of our sins. We were designated for this. 
That's what the wrath of God was designated to, for us to have in our lives because of our sin. But Jesus drank the sour wine. He drank in God's wrath upon him that we deserved. I don't know about you, but that gets to me. I just uh, can't imagine him taking in all of this. Because remember, last week we looked at the fact that he, he was pierced through, he was crushed, he was beaten. I mean, he went through everything. He was chastised. I mean, just tremendously stripped on his back, 39 stripes. And now he's going through this of drinking the wrath of God that I deserve. All right. Well, so he, he, the, the, the vessel was full of sour wine, was sitting there, and they filled the, the sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it through his mouth. And we'll probably just go ahead and read through that and just say, okay, let's do it. They put it on something, you know. Uh, but what, what does this hyssop mean? What, how does that apply to my life? I am telling you, I've got the, I can't just read the Word of God and just say, okay, that's fine. They put it on some hyssop, you know, and gave it to him. And uh, what does that mean to me? See, this Word was written to you and I. It's just not a story taking place. It's something happening in these verses that's applying to our lives. And that, that's what I have to find out. How does it apply to me? So we're going to look at hyssop. I don't know how many people would like to look at hyssop. I don't know. I, you know we're going to look at this hyssop branch. First of all, Exodus chapter 12, verses 22 and 23. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts. Now, who is he talking about there? He's talking about Moses. With yeah, the Hebrews. The Hebrews, uh, yeah. The Israelites who are enslaved in Egypt. The Israelites, yeah, yeah. And the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. So this hyssop was used to spread the, the blood on the doorpost, on the lintel, so that those within the protection of the blood would not have the death angel come and destroy them. Hmm. That's important. This hyssop. It's, 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 oh, it's getting real here now. It's, it used the hyssop to do that. Oh, we're going to look at and see what else, what else is taking place. In Hebrews chapter 9, verses 19 through 22. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God has enjoined upon you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and, uh, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. So the hyssop was used to sprinkle blood upon the people? 
Uh, and wow. Uh, all right, well, we're getting a little deeper here now. <laughs> Let's go on there and see what uh, David says that he had to, he needed in his life in Psalm 51.7. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Purge me with hyssop. Okay, now we saw that the, the hyssop was used to put the blood over the doorpost and the lintel to protect the people from the death angel. That hyssop was applied to people. And that David says, <coughs> purge me with hyssop. So what's that saying to us? What does that mean in my life? That is saying that this hyssop represents freedom and forgiveness. You see, the word hyssop just not there. Okay, well that's a plant, you know, and all that. It everything in the Bible means something, and it applies to our life. So here we have this this, this sour wine placed upon the hyssop to give to Jesus, that Jesus would partake of the sour wine that it represents the wrath of God that would be placed on the hyssop that would set me free. Uh, That's just uh, amazing. Like I said, after Jesus had gone through all of this stuff already, he he continued to take on everything for me and you that I wouldn't ever have to have that in my life. Well, now, so that's the reason we're looking at this. It's, it's, it's saying that Jesus did everything. He said, knowing that all things are now accomplished. Well, he knew that going to the cross. Now, after all this, after he had taken that sour wine on the hyssop, he said, it is finished. Finally, everything was completed. Everything that was done to set you and I free from everything that would be applied to the sinner, to those that would reject God. Everything that in that aspect, as when I received Jesus into my life, then I am set free of all of that. It does not apply to me. If anything, it should encourage me to go help someone find Jesus. Yes. Knowing that if they do not, what they're going to have to go through. They need to know that they have a Savior. People need to see that. They cannot live without that. So he said, it is finished. It's done. It is totally, complete, absolutely perfect. That makes sense because, you see, God doesn't do anything halfway. He's perfect in everything that He does. So that's what the word finish means. Totally complete, absolutely perfect. Complete, period. Nothing else needs to be done. It's all done 
What do we have to do with it? Receive it. Receive what's been done. I always use the term uh, Christianity is a done religion. If I can phrase it that way. Because it's all done. I don't have to hope I'm going to be. I don't have to I wonder if I'll make it to heaven. I want. I know. I don't get up in the morning and say, I wonder if I'm saved today. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't have to worry about that. I trust my Savior. Hallelujah. And that's what it's all about. So He gave it up. He gave, it says He gave up His Spirit. Guess what? No one takes it. He gave it up. No one came along and said, all right, give me your spirit. <clears throat> no, He gave it. He willingly gave up His Spirit to His heavenly Father. Here it is. I've, I've done everything that you wanted me to do. Now, um, something else came to me this week that i never seen before. I don't know about you, but I like fresh revelation. I like to read the Bible and to just see things for the first time. And it just amazes me. And this is what came to me about this uh, the sour wine. Some more about the sour wine. He took the sour wine of our sins and, and the sour wine of the law. You know, the law is kind of sour anyway. And there's a lot to do. And oh, I can't do that stuff. That's too hard. But he took the sour wine of our sins and law to give us the new wine. Oh, yeah. See, we don't have to. We don't have to have the sour wine. We can now have the new wine. Hallelujah. Uh, Matthew eight, nine seventeen. John. Yeah, that's all right. If we in no rush, we're just sitting there talking. Yeah, Matthew nine seventeen. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break and the wine runs out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Yeah, another scripture says wine stands. Wine stands. In other words, uh, he's not going to come and uh, fill you with the Holy Spirit unless you're born again. Hmm? Makes sense. I mean, you're not going to flood somebody with the Spirit of God. It's going to wipe them out. It's going to bust them all to pieces because they're going to wonder what in the world's happened to me. No, i got to be born again into the kingdom of God. Then I can have the new wine being poured unto me. And the last scripture is Acts chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. Acts chapter 2, verses 7. Yeah, things what this new wine is. Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all you who dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Here they were on the day of Pentecost. They got so full of the Holy Spirit, they were 
you know, all that stuff, you know, going on. And, uh, and all of a sudden, he's speaking in my language. They're speaking in my language. What's going on here? And what's going on here? They, they were all amazed. And then it said, uh, well, some of them thought, well, they're just drunk. You know how it is when people, well, I don't know if you know how it is when people get drunk or not, but I do. Uh, you just start blabbering all over the place, you know. They're not, not making sense. <laughs> and that's what they thought. And it was on 9 o'clock in the morning. I mean, so Peter had to explain to them that this is the new wine. I mean, they're not drinking physical wine. They're drinking spiritual wine. It's what Jesus gave in place of the sour wine that he had to take. I don't have the wrath of God now. I've got the power of God. Hallelujah. And that's what you can have today. I want you to know that Jesus has done everything for you. You don't have to worry. You just have to come and receive and say, Thank you, Jesus. I receive everything that you've done for me. I thank you that you've taken it all. You've taken all the wrath. You've just, oh, you've covered me in the blood. That everything has been satisfied. It's finished. And I've received the finished work that you did on the cross for me today, Jesus. I need that. Now, Jesus, fill me up with that new wine. Fill me up to overflowing with that new wine. Then I may just live forth in this world today for you. It's not about me. It's all about you. And I thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Brilha a luz que inunda o meu viver.